You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Arcane. This is Justin, and I am bringing you a early review of the upcoming Tapestry Arts and Architecture expansion. This is the second expansion to Tapestry put out by Stonemeyer Games. We'll be going on pre-order notice as of December 1st, 21, and does quite a bit to the game, so I want to talk a little bit about it and give you my thoughts on trying this expansion out a little bit ahead of the curve. So that you can make that decision if this is an expansion that you need to pick up or not. So first off, let's talk about what is actually included into it and my first impressions. It will include the fifth track, which is a arts track. It has eight new landmark miniatures, five new civilizations, a new science guide to include the randomization for the new track, uh, six new capital city mats, 20 masterpiece cards, which are part of the arts track, 20 inspiration tiles, uh, one for each player, which is, again, part of the arts track, 20 new tapestry cards, 11 new tech cards, 5 landmark cards, which landmarks were included in the Plots and Ploys expansion, so we get a little more of those, as well as some extra resource uh, player marker cubes and landmark tokens. Quite a bit in a small expansion box. It is larger than the Plans and Ploys uh, expansion box, but definitely not necessarily a full box from the original Tapestry game. The other neat thing is it is once again covered in gorgeous art. I've been in love with uh, the art style and look behind the Tapestry art. The box itself, again, has the very convenient cheat sheet guide so that you know how everything stores. And it does come with a full complementary of landmark tokens so you can put the little tokens on the tracks so you can quickly identify whether or not you have access to that upcoming landmark. And that's something that was put into the plans and ploys. I was happy to see the core game tokens were also included alongside the new eight landmarks. So wonderful, like, if you didn't have plans and ploys, that's okay. Usually you'll see this with Stonemaier games, but uh, not all companies are as thoughtful in that aspect all the time. So it's always great to see it, and I'd love to call that out. I feel that if you already love Tapestry, there's a good chance that this is going to be an auto-include, auto-buy for you, and I really don't have to tell you or sell you on anything here. But I want to give you some context of one of the things that I really did enjoy. The advanced city mats completely shake up your capital city plane mat mat scenario so much so that that you are looking at different rules different layouts different restrictions as you play through them altering your placement and strategy and i was having a lot more of an engaging time with some of those advanced mats there is something to be said about um, not being able to overhang anymore in the plateau mat or in, say, cloud, the Cloud City map, having differently shaped districts that you have to be a little bit more creative to fill a district with. And one of the ones I, was, I had a lot of fun playing when I was running through the different options was actually the caverns. You had to fill the t- district above from a top-down perspective. And it just gave me a different way to engage with that component. Likewise, the art track being a fifth track 
that works very similar to the other four tracks. The neat thing about it is you have a little bit more flexibility in which resources you get to use because in tier one, it's any one resource, just like all the others. In tier two, it's two resources that are not the same, but doesn't dictate which resources they need to be. They have their own set of landmarks and their own set of powers. And the masterpiece cards kind of fall into this as pre-income turn upgrades, which were fantastic and kind of game-changing in some of the aspects because of the way some of the new components interact with each other. One thing I do love to see out of the art track is the inspiration tiles, which are little tiles that upgrade your four income mat. And that's interesting because it allowed you to get a lot more points. It allowed you to upgrade something that you may have already cleared or focused on and gave a little bit more incentive of clearing those off, which I really did enjoy. Some of the new civilizations I'm actually hit or miss on. One, I really I played a couple of them that I did like. I was a big fan of the urban planning because it allowed you to store uh, landmarks on the urban planning mat and put them in later and gave you benefits based on future planning for that, which was very challenging to use with the advanced civilization mats. I found it a little bit easier with the original uh, capital city mats with that particular civilization. Likewise, the one I fell in love with in this expansion personally was the Relentless Civilization, where if you're placing a income building or landmark on your turn, you get a cube on it. And for the first advanced turn that you do not put a building on your capital city map, you get to cash in all the cubes that you banked for a tiered benefit. And I love the fact that the civilization is trying to make me play this aggressive game, but then when I hit a small hiccup because maybe I run out of resources, don't have the right lineup, or maybe just need to try a different strategy, I get like a little cash out, you know, dividend pay payment for that civilization. So it was a lot of fun looking at these and seeing what new ways they can intermix and play. It's hard to call out any particular major arts and architecture opportunities in this expansion. I think all it really does is it takes tapestry, adds a little complexity in the areas that if you want it there, it's there for you, say in the extra track or in the uh, capital city mats, but doesn't really try to reinvent itself either. When I first got the opportunity, I was interested if the arts track was going to replace one of the four original because of how independently how interwoven those four are. And it doesn't do that, but it does offer another choice. And in a game with a lot of choices already, I think it's going to be one of those expansions that if you, everything it does just leans into the already existing game without trying to break or change it so much that it doesn't feel like you're playing Tapestry anymore. My one major opportunity I would say that uh, the Arts and Architecture expansion has is... It's not going to do anything that's going to win you over to Tapestry if you've already tried it and wasn't fond of the game to begin with. Or if you're looking for a more deeper Civ game, I don't think it's offering that per se, but I do feel it's enhancing what is already there. One lovely thing I want to say about the game is the continuation of Easter eggs that Jamie puts into them. One thing I thought and I started laughing when I looked at them all was the individual landmarks are all connected and thematic in their own way in this expansion, and I found it great to see it. And I'm not going to necessarily 
spoil the connection, but take a look at the eight new landmark models and think about what all of them have in common with each other. My final thoughts on Arts and Architecture for Tapestry as the second expansion is this is the expansion to get if you're going to get nothing else for the game. It is again an expansion that I will permanently add to my collection for Tapestry and will never unsort it. I will play with Arts and Architecture every time going forward. I feel it enhances the game to the level and the complexity that I wanted out of Tapestry without overbearing itself with extra rules or mechanics that were that feel bold. I hope this review has shined some light on arts and architecture as the second expansion to tapestry. Make sure to follow, like, subscribe, and hit that notification button on the Tabletop Arcanum social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening, and happy gaming. to Tabletop Arcanum, produced by Justin Taylor. This episode is hosted by Justin Taylor. Mixing and editing by Richard Geese. Original theme by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. Check the description for this episode's featured background music. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow, and leave us a review if you would. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.